This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's finally here, ma'am fam. The 45th anniversary of Steven Spielberg's classic, Jaws. And what better way to celebrate than with the Jaws 45th anniversary limited edition Blu-ray? And what better way to celebrate than with the Jaws 45th anniversary limited edition Blu-ray fully restored in crystal clear 4K Ultra HD for the first time ever. It includes three hours of bonus content, a 44-page booklet with rare photos, storyboards, and more, and includes a digital code so you can watch on the go. The Blu-ray is available now to purchase, but we are giving away four copies to our listeners. To enter to win, just follow these two simple steps. One. Become a silver VIP or higher at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And two, comment in the post titled Jaws in 4K Giveaway. I'm going to pick four people at random to get copies of Jaws in 4K Ultra HD, absolutely free. But you can enjoy this incredible new version of Jaws, available now wherever movies are sold. Happy anniversary, Jaws. You sound insane. You realize that? We're stepping back away from the bad about movies back in the marathon this week. God. A little bit of positivity. <laughs> Something that we actually enjoy and like we're going to be discussing this week on the show. Man, it feels good. It's been a long time coming. It, ha- it has. It's been a dark... Uh, Six years, I think. Yeah, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. (laughs) Calendars are a lie. It's it's fake news. So I I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, I have been, you know, I guess somewhat enjoying the bad movie marathon, but it just gets to a point. (laughs) You know, at the outset, we're like, yeah, we'll just hey, until there's movies in theaters, let's just. Find some really bad ones and, you know, take suggestions, things like that. That sounds great, you know, <laughs> at the outset. Mm-hmm. But you're cut to, Rex. yeah, cut to nine <laughs> weeks into it and you've got to make time to, yeah, watch, a, to watch Theodore Rex. To. Yeah. When it's, I mean, when it's a real movie, when it's like, hey guys, I, uh, I can't go out tonight. Sorry. Or, hey Lynn, sorry. I, uh, I gotta leave as soon as Coop goes to bed. I gotta go see, uh, I gotta go see Avengers or something. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Totally. I get it. When it's like, uh, hey, uh, can you, can you put the kid to bed? I, uh, I gotta go watch Capone. You know, it's like, there's yeah. no, there's no real justifying your existence. Yeah, hey, hun, uh, gonna have to cancel our reservation Friday. Yeah, exactly. I forgot I have to watch Howard the Duck. And I, <laughs> yeah. I just have to do the, yeah. Yeah. It's a little hard to right. hard to justify the, the time spent, but hopefully it's been fun for you, the listener. Hopefully there's been an episode or two that have made you laugh, smile during these times. But man, this has been a subject that I've wanted to do an episode on for a long time and it's not really you know worth I guess waiting for you know episode seven hundred or <laughs> six fifty or whatever, you know, when we normally do list episodes for a special occasion. 
uh, this is just one that I think would be a fun episode to do at some point, and what better time than now to do this. Favorite movie scenes for us. And this is, again, favorites. We say this all the time. It's not the ones we think are the best. It's probably, quote-unquote, better movie scenes out there. And we're, we're definitely not judging you for what you think. These are just our personal favorites. And, you know, some of these might overlap with our, our favorite movies. Some of these might come from movies that aren't our favorite movies, but maybe a, a fun moment from the from a movie, you know, that we overall don't enjoy. Things mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, just a little disclaimer there. These are our personal favorites, and everybody is entitled to their own opinions when it comes to favorite things. So hopefully you understand that, and we'll respect that as we, we go forward here. I'm excited. How did you find the process of this, trying to... Trying to come up with a list. I actually as compared to like a, a top ten movies or a top ten of the decade or or any of the other big big top ten lists we've done previously. Yeah, I mean, I've got a a pretty big list here. I was actually surprised at uh, the list that I made. So I ended up making a list of movie scenes that I I really liked that kind of stuck out in my head, and then I tried to pick ten from those, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know maybe a couple of honorable mentions. But I'm very surprised. I've got just as many, if not more, that aren't on the list that I like that are than are on the list that I'll mention. But um, hmm. I was surprised that I, I thought of as many as I did, to be honest. And it was a lot harder for me to narrow it down than I I'd anticipated. What about you? Oh, it was brutal for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know how I like a list and and research and, <laughs> and spreadsheets and stuff like that. It was, it was, uh, it was tough. I I just because I need rules. I I've, I'm sure I've said this before, but like. I like, I really, all my life, I've enjoyed writing and I could write about pretty much any topic given a prompt. But the worst thing that a, that a teacher could do to me, like an English teacher could be like, you just need to write about anything you want. Give us a thousand words on anything you want. I'm just like, I don't, I can't, I need, I need some, I need some guidelines. I need some rules. And so anytime we do lists like this, I end up like creating rules for myself for no real reason other than I just need, I need a, like a place to start from, I guess. So yeah, I had like, I don't know, maybe a hundred scenes that I was trying to oh. pare down and stuff because I'm an idiot. That's why I, is- I said, Brian, I didn't see that we were doing top 10 today. <laughs> I texted Brian today and I was like, Hey, what's the rule? I just saw favorite movie scenes. It, how many are we doing? Three, five. And he was like, I did 90. And I was like, Oh, well <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I'm just, I'll do 10. <laughs> Uh, smart you're yeah you have look you have much more going on in your life than i do you're you're using your time i would say much much wiser than, than i am i don't even know if i could find 90 watchable scenes like in the history of this show like i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> they're like all right can't name 90 great moments from from the past eight years of doing mad about movies i don't think i could do f- pull up ninety. <laughs> like that's amazing i think i could do a top I think I could do a very easy top 25 from like Spielberg movies or something or okay. I don't know. Like, Hey, what's the top 10 scenes in a, in the star Wars franchise? I could, I think I pretty, pretty easily come up. You know what I mean? Like it, there's just, there's so many, I limited myself to one scene per cause it just helped me wind franchise down or whatever. Yeah, yeah. One, one scene per, per franchise essentially. So gotcha. that, that helped. And I'm look, I'm also super basic. So all these, most of my, you guys are going to have great, nuanced, awesome not, thoughts. I not think, really, on, on man. Movies. I was kind of disappointed how <laughs> kind of boilerplate my list was. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. 
Sure. So that's what mine ended up being a lot of. Is a Mine's lot of all like Von Trier, pretty right? generic but stuff. But different yeah, Von Trier sure. movies. Okay, good, good. I didn't, I didn't want to pick the same ones as you. So. Well, I think we should start maybe with some honorable mentions. Yeah. I've got a couple honorable mentions uh, marked here Perfect. that I wanted to wanted to shout out but didn't make quite make the list. So um I guess in no particular order, guys, if you want to chime in with yeah. with interesting and or humorous I, I comments my, as I'm doing this. I did my honorable mentions by um just in case you want to do that. I did my honorable mentions by genre. So like a couple action scenes, Smart. a couple comedy and a couple drama. Nice. I don't nice. know if you want to break them up that way. I'm not that organized okay. at all. No, I just I, I'm literally looking at the ones that say H next to them that I've marked for an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> They're like I'm just scrolling through this horribly assembled list. Um, okay, but the first one I see here marked with H is from Jurassic Park, and it's the Raptor kitchen scene mm, from Jurassic so Park. Good. Yeah, yep. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of scenes in that movie I could have named. You know, T Rex paddock for sure. Uh, you know. Dino DNA explanation is really good too. There's, you know, one of my favorite scenes as of late is the, uh, the is actually the the lunch scene where he's talking about you 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 didn't before you knew what you had you packaged it, sold it, put it on a lunchbox, you know that whole thing. Uh, Ian Malcolm speech. Mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. fast forwarded that as a kid. I'm like okay, they're uh, eating lunch. I'm gonna fast forward to the uh, T Rex. But now mm-hmm. it's become one of my favorite scenes. But if I was going to pick one scene from that movie that I think defines everything great about it, it's it's the Raptor Kitchen scene. Uh, incredible, still piece of filmmaking. Great how they assembled it in, in pre pro and kind of did an animatic for it, so they it, it translated really well. Love that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Jurassic Park will probably come up later yeah. in the show. Um, another honorable mention for me is from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's the principal prank. Scene mm, yeah. where he pulls uh, his girlfriend out of school and pretends to be the principal. I love that. Our uh, Cam pre- pretends to be the principal. I love that scene. And another one I like is the montage at the art museum. Um, oh, yeah. Love yeah. that that uh, moment from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But didn't quite make the list. My next one is the Beetlejuice conga scene at the uh, <laughs> dinner table from Beetlejuice. Forgot how much I love that movie when we did our throwback episode on that. And sure. That scene is uh is iconic and funny and and works and it's weird and you know so it's only a movie like that that movie that I mean that that scene could work in so I like that uh, another honorable mention is the regatta from Social Network oh, with yeah. uh, the boat race and uh, classical music and uh, the score and all that it's great um, so that's another one I had on honorable mentions and one more I want to I want to mention here is um actually two more um one from v for vendetta the new station takeover sequence hmm. i didn't that. think about that one it's a good one. remember remember that uh yeah, totally where totally. everyone puts masks on everybody and it's the guy fox kind of makes himself known the sequence i love that um and the last one i want to do is from national treasure nick cage <laughs> steals the declaration of independence that's one of the best nice Nice. Five ten minutes in family movie making ever. I love that, and it's so ridiculous and fun, and 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 all that. So, so yeah, those are. I, gosh, I've got so many more. Maybe I'll mention more later on the uh, yeah. honorable mentions. But gosh, there's so many on the list that I couldn't couldn't put on the top ten. Totally, it's, it shocked me. But yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah, any. T- I've said. I'm. I'm sure I've said before. Any. Any time we do a top ten list, 
at least for me, I realize how many, how many movies or TV shows or whatever I have been saying, oh, that's one of my 10 favorite movies or my 10 least favorite movies or, you know, whatever the, whatever the list is we're doing, I realize at some point, I guess I've been calling 25 movies a top 10 movie for me. And it's kind of the same thing here. Like I, I kept some, some scenes out from my, uh, from my own top 10 that, that, that I would have said, oh, for sure. That's one of my absolute favorite scenes in, in, in film. And, and that's tough. Um, I'm trying to look just for a few. I tried also can't to pick to pick ones at least for my top ten that I wasn't for sure that you guys were gonna pick too, so we could kind of highlight sure. some different some different ones as well. Uh, the train station sequence in the Untouchables is fantastic. I love that. It's it's super Brian De Palma and over the top, but I but I super dig it. Um, the whole Saving Private Ryan, you know the the opening montage is the one that gets so much praise and it totally deserves it but the the closing battle um that ends with uh with hank saying you know earn this is is really incredible and touching and and hard and difficult and stuff and i love that uh the what's your favorite scene in the dark knight are you gonna have a dark knight thing pop up at some point in your list i don't know richard i'm back in a second by the way he fell out and so we'll get him back in here in a second i i I don't have the dark knight on my okay on my list if i did it would probably be i don't know either the parade sequence mm-hmm. with uh the, the joker in like the cop uniform sure. or the interrogation scene between the okay. joker and uh, okay. batman what about you i think the opening sequence is the one that gets the most attention um at least within our our fans on the discord and stuff but i think the transport scene when they're trying to get uh, Harvey Dent out of the, the oh, when he's in the van. So yeah, yeah, that scene is just is is incredible. Mm-hmm. Love that. Children of Men when when Clive Owen, who I hate but is fantastic in that film, walks out of the the building with the baby. Um, in the midst of this actual war that is taking place, and everybody just stops and stares at the baby for like five, and it's almost silent for for three or four minutes. Is is incredible. The opening scene on Baby Driver. Uh, the Professor X freakout scene in in Logan is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to Little Women when she when when uh when Joe is talking to uh to me about how how lonely she is 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 so gut wrenching and and perfect. Uh, the Moana. Um, you know I'm gonna stand for Moana when when she discovers the the boat and uh, the boats and and says that realizes that they were voyagers previously is so good. Man, what else? Gosh, it's so hard to leave off any of these. I've There's got, like ten uh, great scenes in Jaws, but I think yeah. the USS Indianapolis is probably my favorite scene in there when when they're all drunk and Quint is talking about um. Their, their ship, you know, being blown up and, mm. and just sitting in the water waiting for sharks to attack them and stuff is, is spectacular. Um, so, yeah, man, I've, I've, got, I've got a ton. It was, this was very, very difficult uh, to, to narrow it down. I, I've uh, got more honorable mentions I didn't even. Yeah, we're waiting even, for Richard uh, to get back in here. So I didn't even mention yeah. um, that, that already marked. Um, one of them is, you mentioned Jaws is, is, um, scared at the beach scene, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he's just, uh, his kids out there, um, playing in the, uh, in the water and it just keeps the, the cutting, but back to him is, sure. is so great. I love that. 
Um, the opening sequence of Scream, I think, is probably the best oh, man. Yeah. cold open yeah. of any horror movie. Um, kind of around that time, the si- scene from Signs, where they're like, something's on the roof, and you know mm. they wake up in the middle of the night, and it's walking, and, and Mel mm. Gibson running around the house trying to find the alien. I love that, that scene. Uh, this is one I watched the other day. Uh, I, my wife was on a big Rob Reiner um, filmography binge, mm-hmm. and so sure. rewatched Been like mm-hmm. Stand by Me and and Misery and Spinal Tap and a couple others, and and um, we we watched The Princess Bride. I love the Battle of Wits scene in The Princess mm-hmm. Bride, where there's like three or four great scenes in that. Yes, that were, that the were Battle of Wits with um, Did you poison my drink? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you wouldn't have done that. That whole back exchange is incredible. For sure. Um, that's one. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, Rob Reiner, when Harry met Sally, I love the four way phone call. Yeah, on that, it's so creative, so well written, and moves the story along. Mm-hmm. I love the four way call there. Um, another another scene from kind of early aughts, maybe late nineties, is the movie The Patriot. Remember with Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. The ambush yeah. scene in that where yeah, him and his son are at, in, like in the woods ambushing the, the army. Sure. I sure. love that. Um, Home Alone 2, the hotel TV <laughs> prank scene when, you know, I saw you smooching on the elevator. I love that sequence mm-hmm. as well. Uh, another one I had mentioned is uh, obviously Parasite, the birthday party yeah, slash epilogue gosh. of Parasite. Dude. That was a tough cut for me because it's like it felt maybe like I might be a little bit of recency bias, mm-hmm. and I just kind of had to say, okay, maybe maybe I'm going to wait until I've seen that three or four more times before that's that's in there because good gracious, what a, what a closing scene! Um, yes, and yeah, that's a, that's a great one. I think the hardest two that I left out for me were probably uh, the the last scene in Toy Story three that just makes me weep like a tiny baby girl over and over and over again, but so long partner and, and Andy playing with the toys for the last time is so good. And the, uh, Kevin Costner playing catch with his dad at the end of, of field of draws. Oh, that's a great one too. Another one that always just, yes. me. but, uh, yeah, yeah, they were tough, tough, tough exclusions. I had tons and tons and tons. I could probably do my own top 100 or something. Richard, do you have a honorable yeah. mentions? Yeah, sorry guys. I, it, full disclosure, I got kicked off of our little call here, so I uh, kicked I may, out. But I, yeah. yeah, I may be uh, <laughs> repeating some. So no. pardon me, I'm not breathing. Oh, good. So for action, the uh, Mission Impossible, the Dubai Tower scene. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I had to get one cruise on here as an honorable mention for sure. Um, things that came to mind, and I mean, I'm I'm obviously missing things that I've probably said. That's my favorite scene ever, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the I heard you say Home Alone, Kent. The the U-Haul scene with John Candy and Catherine oh O'Hara in Home Alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. That always makes me good. I have a ton of, this is going to be a theme. I have a ton of opening scenes in my list. I think mm. it's because it always been, I always have a great feeling during a great opening scene of, oh, good. This is going to sure. be good. It kind of like sets that, uh, like a great opening track on a, on an album or something. So the About a Boy opening where he's mm. explaining um, how he breaks up his day in units of time. Sure. Is awesome. And the Borat opening, actually, it really sets up the kind of mayhem of that. Um, One of the funnier kind of first. Now, one thing I should say, too, is some of these are kind of throughout the rest of my list are kind of probably could also be referred to as sequences. Maybe they're not straight up scenes. Sure. um, Sure. But it's like 
this four minutes of this movie is kind of where I made the rule because it's hard to sometimes it's hard to draw that line, especially when you're cutting around stuff, you know. For sure. Um yeah. so and then drama the end of Chinatown is mm. awesome. It's really dramatic and all of that with John Houston. Uh, and it's Chinatown Jake. And then the uh the this is probably my hardest cut. You know what? I'm not gonna cut it. I'm gonna move it back <laughs> in, so we'll save it. Nice. All right. That's the end of uh, honorable mentions there. Um, I've got one. The Ocean's Eleven heist. Gosh. Is, yeah. is, is, uh, oh, nice. Is I couldn't figure one. out how to define Sequence that as a scene. I mean, the, the actual yeah. heist or the reveal yeah. of the heist? Just that the kind of reveal. The reveal yeah. of yeah. that is great. The, right. With um, what's his name and Andy Garcia in the vault. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even, even Ocean's Eleven, just the closing scene when they're at the fountain is mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. With the Mirage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, barrage, barrage. Let's get uh, let's get on with this list then. My number ten comes from a movie that I talked about on the show in the past. I think we've done an episode on it, and I, I had a hard time choosing between two scenes, so I kind of put a slash between two scenes. It's finale slash not my tempo from Whiplash. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, because you know, obviously, the not my tempo stuff really sets the movie into motion and you know that's where that's where um jk simmons won the oscar right there but the way the movie ends with miles teller's character kind of redemption and uh, just Mm -hmm. the musical i don't know orgasm really at the end is just is Mm -hmm. insane and amazing and so cinematic and and triumphant and all these different and adjectives i could use there but Man, what a what a great sequence and what a great film. So it's either not my tempo or finale, depending on my mood, on what yes. I would pick there. But I had to work that into to my top ten. Yeah, I had that one on my list, and then that was one of the one of the ones that I cut just based on. I bet Kent uh, will put that on his, and so we'll, <laughs> we'll highlight another. Yeah, one. that the the finale on that is so so good. Yes. What about you? What's your number 10? My number 10 is a little movie I like to call Fast Five. And uh, the the bank, <laughs> uh, the the vault sequence of, of Fast Five that Never I can fully it. recognize is, is, yeah, exactly. is just insane and, uh, and ridiculous and stupid in all the right ways. And it's like, it, for me, it's, 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 uh, it's kind of like, I don't know that this is the, one of the best scenes in cinematic history, but I know that it's one of the coolest scenes in cinematic history. And so that I think certainly qualifies it as a favorite. So that's what I, that's what I went with at number 10. Nice. Mine is my number 10 is the opening scene of super bad where Evan and Seth meet, um, just some of the great dialogue and just that, that feeling of going, Oh, Jonah Hill's a star, um, immediately upon, Upon mm-hmm. within a minute of that movie, you, you kind of know comedically that this guy's got something and the dynamics between those two characters. But he is throwing fireballs for like the first six minutes mm-hmm. of that movie. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's mine. It would be uh, super bad. The opening scene. Yeah, I had super bad mentioned in my, uh, you know, I guess list, but not honorable mentions. Uh, the The scene I had written down was stealing uh Stealing from the liquor store dream sequence mm-hmm. with oh, that's Seth great. and the old woman and all that. And, uh, you know, basically from 
when McLovin walks out with his vest on until Seth goes in there to try to steal it himself and then comes so back good. out. And that whole, yeah, 10 minutes is, is probably my favorite. But gosh, there's there's like 20 scenes you could yeah, pick that, that movie. That's pretty rich, yeah. Very, very. Okay, um, I'm going to go number nine now mm-hmm. on my list. And this is a, certainly a, not a movie that I would... I put it in the top 10, anything like that, but gosh, what a, what a sequence that I, is just so memorable for me. Way more Tim Burton on this list than I, I thought would, would be there guys. That's interesting. Um, but he uh, does good scenes. I'll give him that. But number nine mm-hmm. is, is the opening of Pee Wee's big adventure mm-hmm. with the gadget mm-hmm. house making breakfast and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the gadget machine making him pancakes and then showing off his just insane house. Uh, I don't know why I, I've always loved that, uh, that sequence and yeah, I don't know. It's just a, uh, one of those nostalgia trips for me for yeah, sure. Cool. We'll see you at the hot topic thing. loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pee wee stuff at hot topic. Nice. Well, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton's got a 50% stake <laughs> in, in that for sure. He's for really sure. heavily vested in brick and mortar retail. <laughs> yes. It'll yeah, end well. Yeah. It will. So so yeah, definitely not a favorite movie of mine. But yeah, uh, that's, that's a cool sequence that's like translate online. It's is the sequence that is certainly I stood the test of time and it's like yeah. very cool. Yeah, no, um, I agree on but that. But I love that's that cool. one. Uh, so that's my number nine is Pee Wee's uh, opening. Yeah, mm. go ahead. <laughs> nice. I, that's one I wouldn't have thought of. That, but yeah. you're right. That's a really cool thing. That's and that's such a such a Tim Burton thing. The the obsession with. Uh, with the weird machine yeah. that does human work is yeah. is a kind of a classic Tim Burton thing. Uh, for me, number nine, I went with uh, I, I picked. I wanted to pick one from Lord of the Rings. I felt like there's that's a movie. I probably watch those movies more than any other movie at this point. I'm wow. perpetually putting those on um, in the background while I do other stuff. And there's there's four or five scenes that I, I felt like, gosh, that's a great sequence. That's a, but I I always come back to. In Fellowship of the Rings, um, towards the end, when when Boromir stands up and and tries to take on the the orcs on his own, essentially to protect the hobbits, Bor- having just made an idiot of himself with with Frodo and the ring and stuff. Um, so Boromir's last stand is what I went with, and I that's such a it's a heartbreaking sequence, but it's such great action, and I. Do you, I don't think I had ever seen a movie that did action like that where you, you really felt the weight of the, the, the war that is taking place. Like the, the arrows that, that hit him over and over again. Like it, you almost feel them. Like it's a really, really weighty sequence. Um, and it, it lets Boromir kind of redeem himself, uh, before we move on and to, to other stuff within, within the franchise. And it's, uh, Anyway, it's it's always been one that sticks out to me is just a a perfect sequence and the sound mix on it is great and uh and it, it it's a really I don't know, it sums up a lot of good th- a lot of things that I love about that that whole franchise. So, that's what I went with there at uh number 9. Rich. Cool. I wanted to have a car chase on mine some list somewhere and surprisingly I didn't do Fast and Furious and I did the uh the Mini Cooper scene from Born Identity. The kind of uh, and not even the Italian job Mini Cooper scene either, but the uh, kind of that that opening in Born Identity where he meets um, the German woman and and uh, and uh, flees the scene. There is such a great. I remember being so exhilarated watching that, and it was like a kind of Europe I hadn't really seen before at the time in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I just was like, it stuck with me forever. And I mean, I've made my affinity for those films, uh, very apparent on this, on this here podcast. So no surprise there. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a great, I, I need to get something from Bourne. There's so many great ones. Um, but that's a, such a great sustained kind of four mm-hmm. minute, six minute car chase. Yeah, that's great. Good call. Good call. Yeah, it is a good one. It's a really good one. Uh, my number eight. This is a comedy sequence, um, you know, mid-90s comedy, right? My zeitgeist. <laughs> uh, this one, I feel like, stands the test of time, really shows off what this actor was good at. It's the... Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls? <laughs> it's the it. butthole <laughs> out of the rhino from Ace Ventura. <laughs> Called no. it. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, it's actually... <laughs> Especially when he he sings uh, sings with his butthole. Too. That's that's another one. Yeah, that's a lot a of butthole humor. Yeah, you'll never forget it. Yeah, where you were. It's the uh, it's like the it's the, I don't know if you want to call it finale, but it's the Bridges restaurant scene from Mrs. Doubtfire, where oh yeah, where Robin Williams is is eating out with his boss, but also his family at the same time, and has to change uh, costumes in the bathroom. Into mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire and, uh, you know, I guess makes Pierce Brosnan puke and all this stuff happens, <laughs> um, in, in like a 10 minute scene. It, it makes for a great setup and, and a really, really fun comedy sequence. But Brian um, still hates yeah. Sally Field from that. So effective. Well, and all things, but for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's your best view. That's a great scene though. Yeah. Good, good call. That yeah. is a good one. That's, uh, that's my number eight. Uh, nice. Brian. My number eight, so I went Lord of the Rings at number nine. I'll go, I'll just go ahead and knock off Harry Potter at, at number eight. Mm. This was tough for me. I, there's, there's a bunch. That was a big one on our, in our Discord. We had multiple Harry Potter answers, um, to, uh, for, from VIPs. Wait, you're, um, sorry, dude, you're, you're canceled. Sorry, man. I know. It's tough. It's tough, tough break. Tough time. I almost kept it off the list just because of that. <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't know what things are. Anyway, uh, anyway, there's a bunch that I think were, were applicable. The one I chose is the the end of Order of the Phoenix when Dumbledore and Voldemort fight it out. Uh, it's such mm-hmm. a visually stunning sequence, and all these really cool spells that they that they do. And you have, I mean, the the whole series is building towards a, a Harry Potter Voldemort confrontation, but but the Dumbledore Voldemort it feels like a like a like a, a lower card to that mm-hmm. and you're also waiting for that through the course of this thing and it 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 definitely hits all of the expectation and then some and it's just such a such a cool sequence and and looks fantastic so uh so that's what I went with that that'll be my my Harry Potter representation for uh for this pod for this episode yeah no hp in mind surprisingly but that's a cool that's a really cool choice uh, Harry with the with the Patronus in mm-hmm. in Azkaban is really cool, and the uh, the whole last sequence at the the battle at at Hogwarts with Harry versus Voldemort and everything that's going around uh, going on around him would also I think uh, apply. And here, we should but. say if you're not a VIP member, last year we did a retrospective of all the Harry Potter films, and they're extra fun because Kent had never seen them. So we went through all of them, Brian and I, kind of selling Kent slowly over the course of a year. <laughs> we would do like one a month of the Harry Potter film. So if, you, uh, if you're if you a Potter person, that's kind of a cool thing available in the VIP over at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Um, my number eight is uh, is the opening of Inglorious Bastards, the, oh, yeah. uh, the dairy farm scene. 
uh, you know, I remember, I remember going to see that film and, and, uh, Knowing I was excited for it, had a great trailer. You kind of knew the the bastard storyline from that trailer, but you didn't really know what you don't really know what you're in for for it. I don't, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be this kind of punk rock World War II epic or a, by the note World War II epic or what what are, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And you see, you know, you're a minute into that scene, and also this revelation of Christoph Waltz, and this also this revelation of, pardon me, I don't even know. Or pardon, I don't know the uh, Frenchman's name, the the dairy mm. farmer. Just two incredible performances. One, you know, you don't see again the rest of the film, and then the other one, you just kind of, uh, you know, this person wins an Oscar in front of your eyes. I mean, that that's kind mm. of a, rare, you know, you walk out of that movie and go, well, that's done. Um, so yeah, that's such a cool uh, scene and the the construct of it. I love the, the Tarantino did such a great job of of going through the different languages. Um, and the logic behind that as, as they switch and it shows off, it's such a showy thing for, for, uh, vaults and, and, um, it's wonderful the, the way that is and so tense and you don't know where it's going and it sets up the morality of that movie right away. And it's a great opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess that that was the most referenced one in across discord and Twitter that we put up. See, I didn't look at anything. Normally I I would have been involved with it. I just kind of missed it this time. Yeah. Had sure. a lot going on. So it's, that's not surprising to me. I I, I said, my, my list is kind yeah. of disappointingly uh boilerplate, but, uh, but I, you know, sometimes, you know, the Beatles are the greatest band in the yeah, world ever because sure. they were, you know, it's a cliche, but some things <laughs> right. are just true, right. you know, and that's a great scene. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But I saw that one referenced on a lot of lists. So I think that's, I think you're, and it was on my, it was, you know, high in my consideration. I told Kent before you you were able to hop back on. I I think I probably cut a couple from whether they would have been my top ten list or been, you know, honorable mentions just based on. I bet these are going to show up on one of these guys' mm-hmm. lists. So I'll I'll uh, I'll you know highlight something different. But that was, gosh, that's such a great that's a great sequence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I could have put a lot of Tarantino yeah. scenes. He's just got mm-hmm. so many. He's great a scene ones. guy for sure. Yeah. Some filmmakers are. You kind of have to appreciate the full movie. Um, I would say Spielberg's like that. Some, I mean, he don't get me wrong; he has some great scenes. But some people mm-hmm. just write great scenes. Sometimes when the movie isn't even that good, and, and Tarantino mm-hmm. can certainly, I think, is kind of the captain of that. Even though he's made great films too, don't get me wrong. But sure. you know, he's got some incredible kind of four minute vignettes across all of his movies. Absolutely. Well, that makes uh, a good transition over to my number seven. Which is a filmmaker I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, certainly the earlier stuff. Piss jar scene. Stuff. Piss yeah. jar scene. <laughs> Pee jar scene. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually from Contact, and it's the terrorist explosion sequence in, in Contact. Oh, wow. When, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when um, basically they build this contraption, right? I don't know if you've seen the movie. Spoilers. And then... Um, there's a terrorist attack like the day of the launch, right? Um, I just remember so much anticipation for that. You know, the whole movie's building to this launch of this spacecraft, right? And then it gets sabotaged and you just don't know what to think. And it's, it feels real, you know, if it's like, I don't know, it feels like, I don't know, non-narrative in a way. It feels like a historical and, <laughs> And, and kind of a weird sense. Uh, Jake Busey's super creepy in it. 
Um, it's really well <laughs> done from a CG standpoint and really it was unexpected for me when I first saw it. And so it just sticks out as like a, a, a sequence I always look forward to because it, uh, I guess it brings out that excitement again, um, from seeing that. But yeah, I love that sequence. Uh, really like that movie, but that sequence is, uh, is, is one of many that are, that are very worthy of, of being on this list mm-hmm. for me. Um, good one. Yeah. But yeah, contact terrorist, uh, explosion sequence. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what That's about one you? I'm, uh, you've got some deep cuts, Kinto. Oh, yeah. I didn't think so. I, I, I thought it'd be super cliche, uh, you're out on, on some of these uh, um, on, on, on this, on I was stuff. worried about that so thank you my number seven is uh, a scene from a movie we're going to talk about this movie later this year so I don't I won't go too far into it but uh, Heat is one of mm, the, I've got one of my very I mean I don't know top 10 12 favorite movies of all time and and is a from a just from a, a filmmaking standpoint, is one of the, to me is one of the best movies ever put together. Uh, certainly, of the last. If you haven't seen Heat, this is just a thing because yeah. you know it's kind of one. Of, it's not lost, but it's kind of a. It's if you like The Dark Knight, you should watch mm-hmm. Heat. It's yep. the most influential film in The Dark Knight by far. Yep. So for like our younger listeners that maybe haven't seen too mm-hmm. many '90s listeners, mm-hmm. just putting it out there. Like, go yeah. watch Heat. You'll you'll recognize a lot of stuff. Yeah, we are going to review that yeah. here in the VIP in uh, September, I think, or November, something like that. Ken, are you a Heat guy? I know Brian and yeah, I are. Of okay. course. Yep. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Michael Mann. When, when Michael Mann is at oh, his man, his best, best, it's he's black he's hat. Very Sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, the the scene in uh, what's funny to me is like the the sequence that I think got the most attention for a long time with Heat was the diner scene when you get. Mm-hmm. Pacino and, and yeah. De Niro together and they're just having this and it's incredible writing and it's a great sequence and you, you know you got these two yeah. all-time actors next to each other kind of so right at the tail it. end of their prime too it's not like yeah absolutely now absolutely. with the Irishman where it's like eh, they're almost 80 they're uh-huh. pretty right. they're like five right. years out of their prime maybe yeah yeah and that's a great sequence but the scene to me that that did at the had, not at the time I was like 12 at the time but from my first viewing on on Heat it's the heist and the the shootout yep. as as they try to get away. It will be seen again on this list. You will see. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I mean, keep talking sweet. about it. I'll go through mine fast. You you'll be I'll, but just no no. Agreeing I'll, with all you. I will say there is because we can talk about it more. There is is even just the sound mix. Mm, on gosh, that. I think it's maybe the best sound mix I've ever yeah. seen in my life or heard. In my I, life. You duck. You unbel- Yeah, you do, you totally do. <laughs> and I don't have surround sound. I don't have any cool. I'm not like uh, like you and you and Shane can't. Um, I don't have cool cool little stuff to go with my TV. I just have a normal regular TV. And even still, awesome. you can have that that movie on like volume ten or something, and you're just like, holy crap! I'm I'm getting shot at. Like it's so intense and so well built. That opening robbery is awesome too. Yeah. Oh man, there's heat so good. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about heat later this year. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was number seven for me. Is the the shootout uh, high sequence. Awesome. What about you, Richard? Mine is another kind of uh, classic boilerplate scene. I, I would maybe on both of your lists early later, so I will. I will go quick. It's mine's the coin toss scene in No Country for Old Men. Does that come up on either, either of your yeah. list? List. It's uh, you know just uh, the movie does, but not that. Okay. Uh, not that scene. Love the coin toss scene. Love the. I love the kind of very Cohen humor of it. I mean, it's like mm. weirdly mm-hmm. funny, especially since. 
what happens right after that, <laughs> you know, has this incredible tension build and kind of flat and then boom, right after that scene, it's like enormously violent right again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I feel like that pacing, I mean, I haven't read the book, so maybe that's exactly how it is in the book, but I just feel like that pacing is very Coen brothers. Um, the way they, they put those two things together, but that scene is so intense and so out of no, you know, you don't know Anton yet really. And, uh, he's immediately terrifying and, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just so well acted and, and wonderful. So yeah, I love the coin testing. One of my more quoted, uh, scenes. I, my, I mm-hmm. use that all the time. It's just, uh, kind of in my, cause I'm a very dark person in my, uh, the parlance of the barden, sure. the barlance. Sure. Is the- <laughs> hey, yo. Yahtzee. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, okay. My number six film on the list is uh, a movie that I'm a big fan of. And, you know, I don't know if narratively this has much to do with the movie, but I just always loved it. It's the Woody gets repaired sequence in Toy Story 2. Mm. Where the old man pulls out the tool chest and like basically repairs Woody to, you know, like new condition to, you know, ultimately be auctioned off. But Woody doesn't really realize that at the time or whatever. I just love the animation of that. I love the oddly satisfying nature of it. I did it back in the day. And that's just a, you know, a subtle stroke of artistic genius from that movie, you know, among many uh, about why. You know, the attention to detail really makes all the difference with that one for me. And, mm. um, that, that, uh, that scene or sequence, you know, it's only about a minute long or something is, uh, is kind of the peak of that, of that for me. Um, and, uh, only Pixar could, could kind of do that and, and get the emotion out of that and, and get away with it. So yeah, it's the, uh, Woody is repaired from Toy Story 2. It's my number six. Great call. Great call. What about you? My man? number six, I think, might be the most risky in terms of may show up on one mm. of y'all's lists. Uh, Does it involve Debbie in a city that I live in? <laughs> that's for the VIPs. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a different list we did on the VIP page. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, a, what a weird break from reality that would be for us. <laughs> okay, uh, number six for me is is the. Uh, is is that thing you do and the the oh, sequence yeah. where they hear the mm-hmm. the song on the radio yeah. for the first time? Nice. And I'm surprised that's not your number one because that's probably the scene you have referenced, like specific scene you reference the sure. most in that show. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's that's, probably true. I yeah. love that. It's it's so good. It's just so joyous mm-hmm. too. I mean, I I queued it up today on 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 my Plex because I you know I watched a few of the when I was trying to deliberate and put some scenes together stuff. I watched a few of these sequences. And I pulled that one up and it's just like, this is just the most happy scene of all time. It's so, it's so pure and, and really well crafted. I mean, that's, that's great direction and, and editing and stuff by, uh, by Hanks and the gang and, and then just, but, but the acting too. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone is, is outside of our, of, uh, of uh our 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 friends it, it, it's it's not a it's not a, sh- a movie that gets a lot of buzz for its acting but that's that's fantastic acting in addition to so it's 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 a great sequence love it love it love it very much nice that was your number six number six okay correct what about you richard yeah my number six is the another opening scene as you can see i'm really into the Opening scenes of film, the opening of Boogie Nights with the tracking shot, the sort of Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about the Copacabana and Goodfellas. I love the Boogie Nights opening where you kind of get into that world and that club and the way that moves, the camera moves around and you go, wow, this is this guy's second movie. 
Um, you guys know I love PTA, mm-hmm. and that is like the kind of showiest, but like I don't know. It's like a weird humble showiness from him. It's like I'm gonna do this thing, but it's like kind of tongue in cheek the way he does it, and. Mm. Um, the set design and the acting, all the background acting and that world of that late seventies world is so, I mean, obviously so decadent and far from like everything I've ever known. And you just are kind of like, wow. And it sets up like how big that change is going to be the story that tell the, you know, that movie tells the story of that, the change of that culture. Um, but that setting up the decadence of the early part is, is really cool. And the weird, like kind of like optimistic purity of it in the face of like really horrible depravity, but mm-hmm. like the, you know what I mean? They're kind of like joyously innocent in this depraved, uh, um, lifestyle. I don't know why I just always have found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, That's a good one. it's a great sequence. Um, surprise, no PTA made it onto my list, but I had several in contention before I narrowed it down. That would have, the kind of been in there, you know, the climax of Magnolia, where it's cutting constantly between all five stories as mm-hmm. the as the locust or the frogs fall, is uh, kind of cool too. But but yeah, uh, that's like full on like pretentious filmmakery stuff. This is more like joy- <laughs> joyous, for sure, for sure. Uh, my number five, I guess uh, number five is my you know this movie might show up later. I don't know if this scene would. It's. Dewey's song to the class from School of Rock. Oh, man. And nice. it's basically like he says, oh, I've got a – yeah, Richard's bawling. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a song. And they're like, well, let's hear it. And he's like, okay, I'm prepared to tell you it right now. And he's like, you know, the tip of the tongue, teeth in the lips, like the whole – him performing that and like talking about the lights that they're going to use and the fog and – and that whole that whole moment is uh is among one of my favorite uh moments of that film and and you know among others i should say that are worthy of being mentioned it might be mentioned later but um if that if that whole movie is defined by one sequence i think that's probably it that or when he discovers the kids can play music and he's pulling all the kids <laughs> It's like, do you play drums? Yeah, come here. Oh, you play keyboards? Come here and he's teaching him like the doors and Led Zeppelin and all that uh yeah. That's that's my number five is nice. Dewey's song to the class from School of Rock. Fantastic, cool one. Fantastic, good call. Mine, my number five is a little recency bias, perhaps here, uh, but I rewatched it today, to, like to confirm is is this as good as I'm remembering it? And it it certainly it certainly hits the feelings just like I remember it. So I'll I'll keep it in there. It's the it's Avengers Endgame. It's uh. Hmm. It's on your left when the yeah. portals open and they all come back. And again, as I said, I think when we did that episode, it's not just, I mean, that movie, if you don't love it, you don't love it. It's whatever. But, but I love that movie, but, but it, as much as anything, it's just such the culmination of a, you know, a, a 11 or 12 year process and 22 movies or whatever. And it, for it to hit as well as it does in its final act and whatnot is just, is such an incredible accomplishment. And yeah, so that scene just, and there's other scenes surrounding it before and after the Mjolnir with, uh, with cap taking, taking hold of, of Mjolnir's is so cool too. And, and the stuff with Iron Man, there's a lot of great sequences in that, you know, elongated Mm -hmm. scene, but just that part with when they're just at their, they're, they're done, they're cooked, they got nothing left. And then, Everybody shows up. It's, it's kind of it's, subtle too. Before the huge reveal, just that kind of like, like you know, the way yes, they don't totally. overdo that is cool. Totally, 
Yeah. Love it. Love that. Well, I number five, like I wasn't going to put the sex scene from a Gruber on this <laughs> list. It's my favorite scene to watch other people watch. So obviously that's a good number five. So we've talked about yeah, that ad nauseum. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah, obviously groups. I like. <laughs> Take. So funny. These broke. My favorite thing, by the way, we didn't talk about this. My favorite. Uh, <laughs> we should have asked Will about this, but. Um, in that ringer piece they did on McGruber, the reason they picked touch and go is because he pro- he made a bet that he would only listen to touches touch and go for a year and he did it. <laughs> did you see that in the ringer? Yeah. That's just so funny. Yeah. Touch and go. Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> Imagine listening to only that song for a year. That's incredible. Oh gosh. Brutal. It's amazing. Brutal. Uh, great sequence. Great scene. That's a good one. Ah oh, man. <laughs> gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. Uh, number four for I banged me. Vicky's ghost, <laughs> ghost last night. We can talk about that later. <laughs> number four for me is Vicky, but whatever. Uh, a Spielberg sequence, mm. and uh, it's from Catch Me If You Can. It's where uh, Tom Hanks arrives at the hotel room, but oh, uh, yeah. but Frank Abagnale slash DiCaprio acts like he's the Secret Service, yeah. and slash, leaves. Uh, the flash yeah. what he uses the flash yeah him. yeah i've always liked that and i've always liked him forging the checks with like the mm-hmm. the pan am like model planes oh, yeah. i've always liked that sequence mm. too that montage mm-hmm. yeah that movie it's so funny can't you say that i wrote that movie down i just wrote catch me if you can and i put a dash next to it because i that's how i have my list i have the movie and then i have a dash and then what scene it is and i was like that movie has great shots and it's mm-hmm. has it's a great movie it's my favorite Spielberg movie by a, a lot. And then I'm like, I can't think of a scene. So I like that. I love that you did the uh, Barry, uh, you know, Secret Service. That's that would that's good. But there's so many little montages and sequences that are so good. I don't know how to define those as scenes. It's the weird thing. But what a masterpiece of a movie. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're 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 right on. And and that's really where the movie kind of comes to a head where where they intersect. Uh, you know, Tom Hanks and DiCaprio's characters intersect. And you think something's going to happen, and it doesn't, and it takes it in a totally different direction. So, yeah, it, it works narratively, and and I think it works as a, a just a purely constructed, uh, you know, the way Spielberg blocks the scene with looking out the window and the whole thing is really works well. So, mm-hmm. that, that, that's probably the moment of that movie for me that uh, I would pick. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one, Brian. Good call. I had the exact same thing as Richard. I, I jotted down "Catch Me If You Can," and then I thought, I don't, I don't know what the scene would be for me though. That's it's. There's a couple of it's the movie DiCaprio yeah. and Walk In that are really good. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, but I couldn't really no. But you, yeah, good job, yeah. Ken. That you did a better that's a, job. That's a great call. Yeah, for sure. That movie deserves I'm to be represented. It. So I'm glad. Yeah. My number four is Spielberg as well. You mentioned Jurassic Park earlier, Kent, uh, in your honorable mentions. The the Raptor scene is fantastic and and deserved a mention as well. So I'm glad you I'm glad you said that one. I think the T Rex uh, when they're when the jeeps are stalled and they're just sitting there, and then you get the reveal on the T Rex, and and then he just wreaks havoc on it. I, that sequence is terrifying and fantastic and incredibly well shot and. Um, all of the, the things that I, that I want, uh, from a Spielberg movie. And it, it, he just nailed that, that whole, that whole sequence. And, um, boy, I mean, that's a, 
that remains like I mean I remember seeing that movie in the theaters for the first time and just the the dread that you have but also just like this is so incredible this was so cool to be mm-hmm. to be watching this and stuff oh and yeah that, me too gosh that sequence makes the to me that scene makes the movie at least in terms of a from a blockbuster another standpoint. great sound it's, mix there the effects mm-hmm, in school. Mm-hmm. yep for sure for sure. Number four, Richard. Number, my number four is one of my favorite movies ever. It's kind of a more of a sequence than a scene because that's kind of two back to back scenes, but they're they're right up against each other. So I w- I'm going to go ahead and count it. But the uh, Albert Brooks sweating, delivering the news and broadcast news, followed by the him giving the speech of that why William Hurt is the devil is uh, oh, yeah. those back to back is about as good pun intended. James L. Brooks pun here it comes about as good as it gets. Wow. Really tied that Hey-o. together. Um, <laughs> that's why they paid me the big bucks. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, wanna talked about that movie time. I love that movie. Love everything about it. And, um, but those two, those two scenes back to back are always a stop down if it's on cable or whatever. Yes. Gosh. So good. Excellent. So good. I love that movie. I'm the same way. Richard, I couldn't, I, I, that was almost the same as Catch Me If You Can. I was like, I probably should get a broadcast news in here somewhere. And I was like, I, I can't think of the right scene. That's it. That's, that's fantastic. Good call. Good call on that. Thanks, man. Awesome. Uh, my number three, and I'm getting you down the home stretch here, is from my favorite movie. It's probably my favorite scene from my favorite movie. It's, um, from Fargo. It's <laughs> the, uh, Steve Buscemi gets pulled over. And then they murder the cop and then the whole murder basically happens on the, on the road. Um, I love that entire, entire sequence. Uh, you know, Peter Stormare, you don't really know what he's about until that yeah. moment and the way it's mm-hmm. shot and it's so terrifying and sets all the events in motion of the, of the movie, uh, really works well. And I don't know, I get chills every time they get pulled over and like the cops are, like walking towards the car, you know, it's like, you know, something's about to go down. Um, and it does, and and it's glorious. So Fargo mm. getting pulled over slash, um, I don't know, <laughs> car chase. I don't know whatever you want to call <laughs> it is, uh, my number three. Nice. Nice. It's a good one. My number three is, uh, from, you know, I'm going to have a star Wars in here at some point. Uh, I went with the death star run at the end of, uh, of episode four of a new hope. Um, there might be, that was, it was tough to pin that down. Like what my favorite scene in my, my favorite franchise of all time is. Um, I ended up going to that one as much because that's this, that's the whole sequence that, that made me love Star Wars as a kid. And that's, that's the thing that I'm not, I will never be able to replicate how, how much I loved watching that movie, um, for the first, you know, hundred times or whatever as a kid. And, and how important the, those movies were to me. But yeah, like the whole sequence with the X-Wing and flying through the, uh, avoiding the turrets and everything. And then having Han come in at the end and, and, and shoot out, uh, Vader's TIE fighter stuff is just, is so cool. And, and, you know, makes that whole franchise, I think, go from there. And that's 43 years later and stuff. So, uh, so number three for me is, is that, is the death. So JJ Abrams sure. and or Ryan Johnson ruined it, depending on your point of view. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Or just women. Oh general, yeah. Too. Just being involved. Mm-hmm. You could, you could also blame, blame them. I was going to put the Hoth sequence on my list. Yeah. That would be a high yeah, up there. And also the Jabba's, um, barge sequence from mm-hmm. return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
That those great. those openings are so yeah, good for, for the sure. original trilogy. The duel in Empire Strikes Back is is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Was in consideration, and I love I love the escape from from Jakku in uh, in Force Awakens mm-hmm. when they're when it's Ray and and uh, and, uh, and and trying to uh, get to find the you know finding the Falcon and all that sort of stuff. That's a that's a really and then flying and everything is so cool. So anyway, yeah, I had to get a little Star Wars in there. And that's that's ultimately what I what I settled on. Nice number three for you, Arby. Number three, and this is one I'm probably the most embarrassed about, but I love this scene so much in the moment. It's one that's been, was such a great scene. Weirdly, it's been like parodied a lot or like is in the culture a lot. And it's the, um, it's the bar scene from Goodwill Hunting where they nice. go into the, uh, Harvard bar, Affleck and Damon and their, and their crew. And then it ends with, you know, the how about them apples. But that's such a great mm. scene. And so, uh, sets everything up of that. And it's such a good kind of ownage of a, such a great kind of douche. Um, mm-hmm. that, um, I, you know, I, I, I love that scene this, despite the fact that it's been so loved that it's a parody at this point, but I, that's such a great bar scene. So sure. Sure. I always, you know, with stuff like that, it's the same as like, like 40 scenes in Jerry Maguire. I mean, we all know there's tons of scenes like that, that they have been beaten down by the cliche of it all, of it all. And like, Oh, it's, it's just been overdone and stuff. But like, they were overdone for a reason because mm-hmm. they're it's a that's a great scene and if how you like them apples has has made its way into the the cultural zeitgeist then that's because the movie did a great job of of presenting that and making it accessible and being something that people remember and so you know I, I always feel like it's like being angry at a band for having a really popular mm-hmm. song it's like well it's not I mean they that's what they're they, they did their job <laughs> like that's I don't know no I'm with you I'm with you. It's a good one. It's a, it's a good one for sure. They wouldn't have expected that from you, but uh, yeah, good, great scene. Uh, my number two is uh, I think we did a throwback episode on this a couple years ago, but it's um, it's the scene in the Truman Show where Truman like basically realizes that everything's a setup, right? And uh, you know, gets out of his car and is like stopping traffic and all that kind of stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that scene so much, and you know the way the music works. You know Jim Carrey's performance, all that. The the set, the setting, everything works really great there. And um, uh, you know, very iconic moment from one of my favorite movies. So yeah, it's it's basically I have written down as Truman wakes up from the Truman Show, mm, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's my yeah, number. That's good number two. That one's awesome. That's a great shot. Great stuff. Truman Show is so good, man. Oh, man, it is. It's uh, one of those. It's not underrated, but I guess. But but it as I feel like everybody saw that when I was. That, oh yeah. When that movie came out, and yet, and then it kind of. I don't want to say it disappeared, but it stopped being relevant. I feel like, and then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, this is like maybe the most relevant movie of this it time. Really like maybe we should pay attention to that. Um, it's 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 interesting how that's going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my number two is from my favorite movie of all time is, is almost famous. The tiny dancer scene. It's that's incredibly cliche and that's okay. I'm all, I'm all right with it. I love, I love that sequence. I love the lead up to that sequence too, with, with Russell leaving the band and, and, uh, and, and him and the kid going to, to a party in, in Kansas city and, and him getting high and, you know, I'm a golden God and all that sort of stuff. And then the, the band reconnecting and you, you get the, the, you kind of have that realization of like, Oh, this has happened before. Like this is a common occurrence with these guys. And, 
and then uh and then the song you Elton, you can't you can't be mad you can't be mad at your friends when Elton John is on the mm-hmm. radio I think is the the moral of of that story and it's just such a such a fantastic scene and you get a great sequence with with Kate Hudson there too and gosh I I love that movie so much that's another one we're going to do later this fall that I can't wait wow. to, to talk how have we never about. done that it's crazy yeah. I know 20 years yeah. man it's crazy it's, uh, how old are it's you wild, but I know I'm, I'm ancient. I'm ancient. Uh, I was actually the assistant director. <laughs> wow, uh, nice. Yeah, you get cool. free uh, Fabletics or whatever wagging brand is for life. Tight for life. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah. You look good in them too. Um, Thanks, man. Mine already been mentioned. Heat heist. The heist and heat oh, number two. Uh, one of the coolest long things. I'm just everything about it's awesome. And uh, yeah, the best sound mix ever on that. We'll talk about it later in the year. So I'll leave it at that. Kent. Sweet. We're down to number ones. Yeah. My number one is a movie that was mentioned earlier, and gosh, I just love the se- sequence. It's the, uh, I don't know, hotel slash a ransom money hiding slash, uh, you know, tracker scene from No Country for Old Men. Oh, nice. Where, where Brolin goes to the hotel to hide the money, hides the money, and then Anton... Uh, Bardem's character comes in and drives past the hotel with the with the beeper and you mm. know pulls it in reverse and then drives in and finds the room and checks in and and then tries to find him and they go through the vents. That whole sequence, it's probably fifteen or twenty minutes of the movie, is you know is incredible. And there's like no dialogue in the entire sequence either, mm. other than they're talking to. I think he talks to the attendant at the. Uh, at the hotel, and she's like, it's got two double beds, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> but it's just such a great combination of camera work, storyboarding, uh, character development, um, you know, thrilling, uh, I don't want to say thrilling emotion from that. It's just mm-hmm. like you're on the edge of your seat the, the entire time. Um, there's like 50 things I could name about why I love that sequence. But to me, that kind of defines what the Coens do great is, is in that, is all in that scene. And, um, you know, obviously the movie takes a different turn after that and, and it goes on quite a chase, so to speak. Uh, but that, to me, that's the peak of the film is, is when, um, Anton drives by with the, with the tracker and it starts beeping and you know, it's about to go down, you know, um, mm-hmm. I love that so much. But yeah, that's my number one. Like Man, that more than the Fargo. I like that more than the Truman Show, and that's two of my favorite scenes ever. I just, I just can't get enough of that. I, you know, I, I don't watch that movie on purpose because I don't want that scene to suck, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or to mm-hmm. be old or whatever. I, I just get yeah. so excited when I, when that part comes out of the movie. Yeah, I have the exact same feeling with no, that's 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 on the list of movies. I'm like, don't I never want that movie to get old. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna save up however many viewings I have it of it in my lifetime and make sure that that it that it never gets old. It's so good. Uh, my number one comes from the movie Creed, starring Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's I heard, very heard of the bands, so. not the. Yeah, it's very difficult to separate from the band. Um, but I, so I get it. I totally get it. I, you know, I, I stand for faceless man all day, but, uh, it's the final scene, the final, the final fight in, in Creed. Um, the, 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 the whole fight is really great. There's a bunch of scenes in that movie that I love, but when it gets down to the last round and you have 
the the medical the the doctor trying to to get him out and him and his his trainer kind of cheating to to help him see how many fingers the guy's holding up and then Rocky wanting to 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 throw in the towel and and uh, Adonis you know saying no I, I I've got to prove that I'm not a mistake and and Rocky sending him back out there and then when he stands up if I'm ever able to hold it together in that scene, you know, and not just be bawling horribly uh, and just loudly sobbing, if I'm able, ever able to do that, then when he stands up and the Rocky cue, the the Rocky theme hits, it's I'm just I'm done. It's such a perfect scene, and I I don't know how I, I, I genuinely I don't know how I could ever get tired of it. It's just so so good. I love that movie, but I think I would love that movie even without that scene. But that scene is like the this is where it goes from from a, a a really a good movie that I really dig to like one of my favorite movies of all time. So nice. excellent, cool choice. Yeah, good choice. Cool choice, Richard. Mine is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, movie I kind of probably <laughs> we joke I rewatch the most, um, but it's the oh, another opening scene. The opening scene with Ball in the Biscuit by the White Stripes of the Social Network, where he's in the bar with Rudy Mara. And it's just Sorkin just Sorkining all over the place and the way they talk over each other and insult each other um, while they're in this Cambridge bar with with White Stripes playing and, and not like a super no. I mean, it's a good White Stripes song people know, but it wasn't like a huge radio hit. Um, it's such mm. a cool music cue by Fincher. Um, and then the way Fincher does that presenting um, shot is is great. And then the fact that they did like 200 takes of it or whatever because it's Fincher is, is funny too. But yeah, that scene mm. is just... I don't know. Like, so I love when Sorkin's great. And sometimes it's like, but it's a tightrope because sometimes it can be. And that is funny because it's like the most Sorkin thing ever, but it works perfectly in that in that world for a second. And, and you know, gets me excited to watch that movie every time I watch it. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard Fincher talking about that scene the other day. And when he first read it, he was like, okay, this doesn't end with with Zuckerberg getting yelled at that I'm not making this movie. Like he didn't, you know, cause he, cause Sorkin sets him up as, as an yeah. a-hole, you know, so to speak. Yeah. And he was like, if this scene doesn't end with that being pointed out, then I'm not doing this. And that's the final line is mm -hmm. you'll, you know, you'll succeed. You won't succeed. Not because you're not good. It's because you're an a-hole, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. And he was like, I'm in, let's do it. And, <laughs> It's yeah. I'd never known the, the kind of the backstory there. How Sorkin was writing this screenplay alongside them writing the movie. I mean, writing the book, yeah. Accidental Billionaires. Like yep. it wasn't a straight, a straight adaptation. Uh, it was like they did these alongside each other, um, which I found very interesting as well. It was great um, book too. Yeah, the, the screenplay was basically done as soon as this the book mm -hmm. came out, which is which is amazing. But. um but yeah, gosh, so many scenes in that movie. Another scene that sticks mm -hmm. out for me in that one is is obviously, you know, he's making face mash and they're writing the algorithm mm -hmm. on the window and then they're cutting back to the just party. Crushing and Bex. Yeah. Just crushing Bex. Yeah. That whole scene is gosh, the music and everything is is fantastic. And another scene I really like is when Eduardo comes back and smashes the laptop mm -hmm. and that whole that whole ending scene is great too. But gosh, so many I could name from that movie. So I asked our lovely followers over at Mad About Movies on Twitter to tell us their favorite movie scenes, and some of them called us at 214-308-1308 and left us a voicemail. So if you ever want to be on the show, get involved. It's 214-308-1308. And thank you to the people that called. Here's what they had to say. 
Hey guys, it's Ellen here. Um, I'm excited for you guys to uh, ask this question and can't wait to hear what everyone comes back with as far as their favorite movie scene. There's so many directions one could go when trying to answer, whether it be like something that's visually striking or really emotional or super well-written or well-acted. Um, but that kind of sent me on a different, all kinds of different directions on like what I would choose. Um, but I kept coming back to, of course, my favorite movies with my favorite characters, that being Harry Potter. Um, the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, when Harry um, unleashes that Patronus charm on the swarm of Dementors is just perfection. He delivers the line perfectly. It's shot perfectly. The whole scene is set so well. It's probably my favorite scene from my favorite of the Potter movies. Um, I guess I could have picked something that's way more like deep and intellectual and emotional, but hey, I am who I am. I love Harry Potter, and that moment is just so per so perfect. Uh, can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hey, this is weird. Uh, this is Danny. Uh, I have uh, already kind of assaulted the Discord with my favorite movie scenes, but I wanted to leave a voicemail because you guys left that option open, uh, I guess. Um, I already I shared a ton of them, but I wanted to make sure that this one kind of rose to the top of my suggestions. Uh, it's Sam's speech at the end of the two towers. Uh, all hope is seemingly lost, and Sam goes on to tell a, tell a long story about uh, the stories that really mean something and the stories that stick with you. Uh, and Frodo asks him what they're holding on to, and he says that there's good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and that it's worth fighting for. Uh, Sean Afton kills that scene. It's perfect. It's perfectly written. Tolkien is uh, incredible, obviously. Um, but I really want to highlight how well Sean Aston does just kind of in that role uh, and in that scene in particular. Samwise Gamgee is my favorite uh, character in all of literature, so much so that I named my dog after him. Um, so I wanted to make sure that that one kind of rose to the top, and hopefully you guys talked about it. Uh, bye. There is a scene, it's epic, in Gone Baby Gone, where Casey Affleck's character is going into this house. He's about to shoot these guys. Um, and you hear like the pulsing of his heart, but you're seeing his actual, it's like a non-diegetic thing that happens because it's off screen, but you're actually seeing what's on screen, but you're hearing what's off screen. I know that's a lot, but that you would have to go back and watch it. It's around the one hour and 20 minute mark. It's gone, baby gone. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And that's one of my favorite scenes ever in movie history. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'm going to go over the list here real quick uh, for those of you who might have not been writing it down. For Kent, number 10, Whiplash, Not My Tempo. Number 9, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, The Machine Breakfast. Number 8, Mrs. Doubtfire, Bridges Restaurant. Number 7, Contact, Terrorist Explosion. Number 6, Woody is Repaired from Toy Story 2. Number 5, Dewey's Song to the Class from School of Rock. Number four, the hotel room secret service scene from Catch Me If You Can. Number three, Steve Buscemi is pulled over in Fargo. Number two, Truman wakes up from the Truman Show. And number one, the money tracker from No Country for Old Men. Brian Gill had the fast bank vault high sequence as number 10. He had Boromir's last stand from Fellowship of the Ring as number nine. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Dumbledore v. Voldemort at number eight. Then a number seven. The High Shootout from Heat, number six, That Thing You Do, Hearing the Song on the Radio, 
Number five, On Your Left from Avengers Endgame. Number four, The T-Rex Paddock from Jurassic Park. Number three, The Death Star Trench Run from Star Wars A New Hope. Number two, Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous. And number one, The Final Fight Sequence from Creed. And Richard Barden's list. Number ten, The Opening of Superbad. Number nine, The Born Identity Mini Cooper Chase. Number eight, Opening of Inglorious Bastards. Number seven, The Coin Toss. No Country for Old Men. Number six, Boogie Nights opening tracking shot. Number five, the sex scene from MacGruber. Mm-hmm. Number four, broadcast news, William Hurt is the Devil. Number three, the bar scene from Goodwill Hunting. Number two, the heat heist. And number one, the opening scene from The Social Network. So hopefully, Boom. you know, people out there maybe heard of some scenes from some movies you haven't seen yet. And, and a good excuse to... To check those out. Hopefully, we're not too spoilery with this episode, but yeah, I, I think overall, guys, we got some movies in there that aren't necessarily top tenners, but I think some worthy uh, moments from some movies that uh, I think yeah. deserve to be recognized outside of kind of the how the movie's been received. I think there's some great scenes in some of these movies that uh, kind of stand the test of time outside of the movies themselves. So, yeah, mm-hmm. big big Oscar montage type scenes here. That I would love to see. But thank you for listening. If you want to enter that Jaws contest, go ahead and go to our VIP page and and click on that Jaws post and and enter your name to win a copy of Jaws in 4K, which is which is really great. And there's 50 scenes here that I could have named as well, Mm. some of which we did already. Are we allowed to enter? I just want to make sure. Yeah, Um, love it. But uh, if you want to do that. Check it out at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, uh, along with all of our other episodes, throwbacks. We had a, a listener tweet us today that they just signed up after listening for three years to our to our show and just signed up to be a patron. And now they get all those throwbacks, like 100 or so more episodes yeah. for them to go back and binge and listen to and uh, pass this time during the summer. And uh, so enjoy that, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. That's uh, just for you. Well, this has been fun, guys. Maybe we'll come back next week. I think we've got Artemis Fowl talk. So it might be a bad movie marathon or might be just a normal <laughs> movie. Yeah. I don't know yeah. kind of where to fall on that one. We'll see. But. I think we'll hit that. And I think uh, I think The Five Bloods comes out on Netflix next week, too. So maybe that's next week or the week after as well. So maybe we're getting some Maybe movies, we'll, uh, so. we'll have some good content come out, but probably we not. We have some stuff probably. coming out over the next couple weeks, I think. A little better mm-hmm. than it's been. Yeah. Yes. Theaters are, are starting to, to come yeah, down. So we'll, we'll see. Hamilton's out I'm soon. Not a I guess that's a movie for, kind for of. Yeah. We got stuff. We got stuff. We got stuff. Well, if you want to find me online, it's at Kent Garrison on all the social platforms. Where can we find you, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and briandgill.com as well. Arby, what What's about you? up? You can find me at Richard Barden on all the different social media at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent, where can I find you? And find me on all the social medias at Kent Garrison and find our show, madaboutmoviespodcast.com or at madaboutmovies on the Twitter. If you like what you hear, recommend us to a friend. Maybe get him to subscribe. Maybe leave us five stars. It really helps grow the show and keep us going and keeps these episodes coming in here free of charge. So we don't want that to end anytime soon. So thank you so much for the support. Again, we'll see you all later at the after party in the VIP. We'll see you soon at the cinema. Hopefully soon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe.
baby, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. <laughs> 